for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, guys, here we are with, uh, what is this, number four? Update number four? Yes, sir. You sure? No. I, I'm rolling <laughs> with it. <laughs> I should probably look, actually. Hey, it's, uh, it's been an eventful night, so I'm not... You know, yeah. I kind of lost track of time tonight. It, it is November 5th right now, and we've got a doozy for you. We actually mm-hmm. have a new guest on the podcast, my good friend, Eddie Smith. Eddie, thanks for coming on, man. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> what is, what's a new guest mean? That probably can only mean one thing in Kansas, right? Yeah, yeah. We uh, <laughs> Some blood was shed tonight. It, there, it was. there was. On a absolute hammer of a deer. Um, I'm still looking for the update right now. I'm pretty sure it's number four, but these days are really starting to, um, yeah, it would be cause you gotta think we rolled yeah. in on the second one and third, fourth, and then here we are on the night of November the 5th. 5th. So yep. yeah, before we get into the story though, I, I do want to plug some partners here real quick. So Latitude Outdoors, Helix Broadheads, Exodus Outdoor Gear, Garmin, Buck Bourbon, uh, Prime Archery and America's Best Bowstrings. If you guys are looking for any of those discount codes, go to the show notes and uh, save some money. So I, I'm really not even going to say much about our day because okay. we didn't have really that eventful a day. I mean, really, basically, in a nutshell, we we saw a what, – what did we see this morning? We saw a uh, – We seen the a, buck. A, a, yep, we seen a, a young buck. Yep. And then we decided to do some scouting, found some really good sign. Yeah, that so, was probably the highlight of the day. Yeah, we found a scrape line of six open scrapes. Mm-hmm. The only thing is we kind of need a different wind to get in there on this deer. So we kind of figured out, we're, we've been talking about a cove around a pond, you know, where these does were dropping down into this this cove. That's where we kind of did the scouting. And, man, the the rut smell in there was crazy wasn't it i mean yeah you could smell it all the scrapes looked really good and as we kept pushing along you could see like the scrapes were in a line so you could see the you know the stink you know travel route through there 
but as soon as we dropped down there and it was it's like a bowl right on the mm-hmm. north end of a of a pond there's like a dike then it drops down i think the bowl itself and the way like it's mounted up through there it probably holds a lot of scent sure. so it could be very tricky hunting it so the, like the tree we picked we kind of went up high with it up on top of like the dike hopefully the wind would carry over but when you you found the first two scrapes mm-hmm. and it was you couldn't deny the smell of it in there it yeah. was like holy cow like and, and when you hit that smell think about it like i think we've all been out we all go out hunting in the morning before and you're walking through the woods at dark and you're like holy shit do you smell that like there had to been a buck in here within the last couple hours that's what it smelled like down yeah. in there it was pretty crazy so we found all those scrapes and put it put together a good plane but we need a specific wind for it and not saying we're going to be back to that spot because I think we're really starting to figure mm-hmm. out the playbook of a of the area we've been hunting, and we're just waiting for this north wind in the next couple of days because it, I think it, it's going to be really good. Yeah, yeah. Only thing that's going to be tough when the <coughs> north wind hits is my guess is because after we we you know we're going to go back to our what we believe is a kill spot in the morning mm-hmm. and probably do a little bit of scouting after that. And I've got a feeling we're going to have to make a decision yeah. when the winds turn north between two spots. For sure. And so we'll, we'll have to circle back and see what, what that turns out to be. That'll probably be to, or tomorrow night's yep. update is what that'll be. But, uh, yeah, and then um, tonight we saw one doe. One we went doe. back to the tree that you killed in yep. a couple mornings ago, just dropped in. Felt good. It was a good evening. Yeah. But uh, saw one doe. It's just hot. You know, it's, it's like middle 70s yeah. right now. So, um, But that's about it. But I will say about the time we're sitting in the tree and i received a text from mr edward smith ed, <laughs> ed i'm gonna try to find this text here um to see what time it was because so we're it, just sitting it was, there it was five twelve. Five twelve. he knows here we put that mic up a little close to your mouth there it is so <laughs> Oh, mine says 519. Well, the video was recorded at 512. Oh, okay. Okay. So <laughs> Eddie texts me at 519, and I can see a video. And I didn't know you were filming. Right. I didn't know you had the painted arrow yeah. mount. And, yep. you had, you know, I see a video, like the thumbnail come through, and I can see your arrow above it. And I'm like, I looked at David, I'm like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And And I'm like, we got to watch this. So I, I have no idea what's going to happen in this video. So I, I pop it open, and uh, this is what I hear. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> and, and what you what you can't see through hearing it is that crunching noise was the stud. an absolute giant. <laughs> he was a stud. An absolute Eddie's biggest buck. I mean, you yeah. shot your biggest buck down here last year, right? Right. And you definitely blew by him this year. Blew by yeah. him this year. So basically, let's um, I think let's kind of start at ground zero. Yeah, we we got to start at ground zero because you've been hunting another piece. You you guys have hunted bounced around. This is your fifth year here in Kansas, right? So, yep, this is my fourth year. Your fourth year. Our group's fifth year, yep. Yep. So, you have been bouncing around a certain area, um, different pieces of public. 
and have really good success. But what made you go outside the box yesterday for the first time in four years, right? Yeah. So what made me go outside the box was uh, I hunted in the morning and uh, in an area that we've hunted a lot. Um, but you get no cell phone service there and I've hunted it for <laughs> two days, three days straight at that point, And I was just kind of over it and I was ready to get back to somewhere that had service. And I pulled all my stuff down and was looking for a new spot and just really didn't find the sign or anything that convinced me that I need to go there. So we came back to the house to kind of regroup. And that's when I think you and David kind of suggested a different area that was over near you guys so i mean i was pretty open-minded about it and i told you he's like you, you gotta have an open mind with some of this stuff that yeah you know that david and i've been hunting a different area than you guys so you it can be pretty boring right you know right it was i would say it, it was out of my realm and truthfully i had no idea where to set up at and that stuff but it I worked. <laughs> I threw a dart at the wall and picked the best tree that I thought I could get into. And Well, go back to uh, when you got out of the truck, basically. So you got out of the truck, and you're walking in on this piece, and basically it's it's like it's a it's a drainage system that's got CRP all around it, like, yep. and it's a cattle farm. So it's a cattle, cattle pasture, yep. yeah. So when you get out of the truck, like, what was your thought process when you get out of the truck walking into this place for the first time? You've You've never set foot on this or even seen it. Other than a map. My thought was, how in the hell is this going to work out? Oh, shit, I just stepped in cow shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, that was, and, then I, and then I was thinking, like, well, that's got to be good cover scent if it's all over my boots. So then he rubs it all yeah. over himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I tell you, Eddie, so you said something tonight when we got, when we got back up to the, the truck from pulling your buck out, it, mm -hmm. and it caught my attention. Um because you were you were you had two other guys in the truck with you and you said something along the lines that you said I just knew I had to go because if I sat there and thought about it I wouldn't be able to make a decision or something along those lines where like yeah when you were sitting in that truck you it got to a point where you said I just got to go right so if I sit well, here and look at it too much I I don't know what I'll do well let's talk yep. about also the the two guys that you were with they they were the only ones that got out of the truck and glass it right and they didn't like it from a distance and you're like you know what. You just jump out of the truck and you're like, I'm gonna go. I'm going, yeah. And so, I mean I didn't care. I was I was in the mindset that if if I didn't find anything I liked, I was just gonna walk all the way through that mile section and come out the other side and mm -hmm. you know, figure it out from there. Now would you have got to a point where you're if you didn't find anything, just like I'm just gonna sit here for the night. I mean, right now the name yeah. of the game is just to be half seat time. I would know? have I would have settled and made it an observation sit, which is <clears throat> I mean, really that's more or less, I think what I was going in there for was observation. Yeah. You know, try to see if I could find something and see what they're doing. So when, when you finally picked your spot and you got set up, like where was your confidence with, with you know, being in a brand new area, you're sitting up in a brand new tree looking out there. Are you just like, what am I doing here? Or are you like, hey, like it's it's Kansas. It is November. Like yeah. anything can happen. I, w I would say I was more like that. Confidence level, I would say, was low, but I knew in the back of my mind it's Kansas. Mm -hmm. Anything could happen. Yeah, and it did. <laughs> was there was there <laughs> was there at any point like once you got set up, you know, outside of kind of the CRP that you had? Did, were you thinking if they want to follow any kind of contour, you know, topography or the cover, like they have to come through here? So like. That is, you put yourself right in one of those situations right, like that. Right, right. I felt, I felt good about my spot, but I just thought, 
the deer that I did see was going to be at a distance. Okay. I didn't, I didn't necessarily feel like where I was at was going to bring them by me. Yeah. Yep. But it did for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So you start walking up this drainage and everything and, and what, what's the sign you're seeing? Is it just cattle sign or you find any deer sign, anything like that? A lot of cattle sign. The only deer sign that I've found, and I mean, I'm halfway through this section at this point and I didn't feel like I had that much more woods that I've really felt like walking to yeah because they were pretty spaced out and I found a small cedar tree that had a rub on it so and I mean that rub was waist high if not more really so I thought well I mean so it was a good height on the rub it was a good height it was a really small tree but yeah it was a good height of rub so i thought well that's got to be a big deer and that's literally about the only deer sign i found so i went about 40 or 50 yards past that probably to find a tree that i could actually set up in and and actually see have a good have a good view so that's what i did i set up there and what was your waited. wind my wind straight yeah. out of the south straight out of the south so you came in from the north correct you came yep. in from the north, and then you were that drainage runs. What does it run? North, Where west, to at, southeast. Yeah. Is that yep. what it is? Yep. So you were you were walking the south side of that drainage, like the the timber, I guess. Yep. 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 And then, so you find this rub. So then you're thinking, well, somewhat of sign here. This mm -hmm. must be the best. Like, right. Let's just find the best tree possible. It took you a little bit, which. We saw the tree last night. I mean, it seemed like a good, damn good setup. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, I got picked off by the doe immediately, but that was more <laughs> or less because I was trying to get my phone started recording and grab my bow and clip my release <laughs> on. Because and... you actually, I asked you about this. You actually, you know, you had the painted arrow camera mount, but you use your own personal phone right, to yep. do it. So, like, he doesn't even have an extra one. I he's, know. He's, like, trying to, like, you know, he's, he's on social well, so media. Yeah, I, I, go. I would never put it in my pocket, though. <laughs> yeah. if I'm, do you always if I'm keep not, it on the mount? Yeah. Oh, okay. And there then, if, like, if I get a text or a snap, I pick it off the mount and look at it and set it back. So, there it's kind of like a phone holder, too. Yeah. There you go. For That's in the a good idea. Yep. It's not bad. I've never used one of those, but I'll tell you what, after seeing the footage, that footage was actually pretty damn good. Like on the shot, like, right. it right. didn't vibrate hardly at all. We could see, I will say, well, we'll get into it in mm -hmm. a little bit, but I will, that, that mount worked pretty damn good. It's way better than I ever expected, honestly. Yeah. It's yeah. the, it's the best bow mounted footage I've seen. Cause usually, 100%. usually, you know, the vibration of it's so bad and, and then you, you were able to follow the Which, shot I don't know how <laughs> you did that. It was like been, someone was actually filming. I've been planning that for a long time, <laughs> waiting for this moment. Running it through his head. Yeah, He's been practicing it in the yard like he runs away from the deer target just following it. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite like that. But yeah. So you, you, you get set up. You're, you're feeling decent about it. It's warm. So are you thinking you're going to see any deer at all? Uh, no, but I was okay with that. And I thought the deer that I did see would probably be at a distance mm -hmm. so that's where it goes back to observation sit is what i was planning on really mm -hmm. you know and and then i literally walked in there in a t-shirt hunted the first probably hour and a half in a t-shirt then put a long sleeve shirt on then realized i don't have a neck gaiter to cover my face <laughs> at all so there's my pasty ass face just hanging out in a tree <laughs> But, but you had good cover though from your right like pretty good you, you, you yeah were where the in there. where the deer came from i mean if i i when the buck came around i didn't realize that he was not he was that far behind his doe 
he was a ways behind her and she yeah. was damn near to my tree at that point mm-hmm. and i didn't have my phone on the mount i didn't have record pushed yet so okay let's off let's, let's start there so you're sitting there haven't seen a deer what happens when she ends up like when you first see her and, and shit starts going haywire so i heard a few grunts behind me and at that time i was kind of trying to get set up for a shot behind me which i which was basically that small patch of woods and i really only had one window so i was trying to get my feet all set up right and my my platform was back to squeaking again yeah yeah so i was trying to just get my feet to where if something came through i could just i wouldn't have to move my feet so i had all that going on and then nothing ever really came of it i had a few grunts behind me but nothing ever showed up really so then a little bit of time passes and then i catch some movement and hear a grunt out in front of me and i see this buck coming around the edge of a finger that was probably 80 to 100 yards away well i didn't realize that his doe was so far ahead of him so you seen him i seen him come around that finger out in front of me and did you know he was like good then i knew his frame was good enough yep I I knew his frame I knew his frame was good enough to draw back on and then make a decision if he came in. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the doe was right there and I mean by the time I got everything ready she was right there at I don't know, ten or fifteen yards looking right up at me. But she was also looking back at him. She was really caught in a hell of a situation there. Yeah. So she didn't really I mean typically, yes, she would have definitely busted me and got out of there. But with what was going on, I think she was just so confused. She didn't know what to do. So that gave him time to close the distance. So I tried to use that time to get my release clipped on, get my bow in position and ready. And then that's when, and you can see it in the video, she actually, she does kind of bust out of there. Mm -hmm. And as soon as she busted, I caught out of the corner of my eye through a tree that he was probably 30 or 40 yards coming in. Mm -hmm. But I had no shot at that point, obviously, because I had cover there. So I use that time to draw back and then he just he comes right through that tree and he stopped right where his doe stopped and took the shot but wait a second he looked up at you did you you didn't have to stop him did you no he didn't he stopped right where she stopped i didn't have to stop him at all and he and he looked right up at me and actually if you watch the video close so you can see that he was he was ready to bust out of there right before i took the shot and if you're okay with it I might put the video on Instagram or something so people, would that all right with you? Yeah. If we put the clip on there, because it's, it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> where do, I you, was, where so, do you think that, that buck, when he, he stopped too, and you're right in the video, he, he looked up at, at Eden. Why, right. why do you think he, because you were already at full draw when he oh, yeah. hit that. I wonder oh, yeah. why he looked up there. That's, like that. that's what I was wondering. I why just wonder he... if it's because his doe was looking up there for so long. Could be. Yeah. Because you think he would have been so tunnel focused. Or because my doe white pasty face was up there <laughs> <laughs> hanging off the side of a tree like a so moron. You, but you were able to get to full draw before you came around though right yeah yeah as soon as she busted out i went to full draw and then he came in you can see him coming in through i don't know what kind of black oak tree or whatever was in front of me mm-hmm. so when he stepped out and you did you look at his antlers and was like holy shit i didn't really take the time to like sit there and admire no but i'd I knew when I seen him, like I knew when he's, when I seen him coming in with his head down, I knew good enough. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to sit here and score him in my head before I shoot yeah. him. I just knew 
He was he's good enough. He passed yeah. the yeah. eye yeah. test. He passed you know? the eye test yeah. for sure. Yeah. I tell you what was fun about watching that that bow mounted camera is you can see the doe and all of a sudden she leaves, but then you can see the arrow coming back, and we have no clue what's about no to idea. step right. in frame. Then all of a sudden we're like, holy shit, look at that thing, you know? <laughs> I'm like, when we were watching the tree, I'm like, is, is a cow coming? Like, <laughs> like, like, what is it? It's a, it was like this buildup of anticipation. Yes. Once you've seen that yes. arrow go back, and you knew he's at full draw, you're like, all right, well, deer's stepping in the frame yeah. next. You know, right. That was cool. Right. So he steps your full draw. He's looking up at you. Yeah, and he's he's quartering to me just a little bit, and I was a little bit nervous of that, but I I feel like I I was calm. I took my time, and I found his shoulder and went just behind it and let her go. And what was your initial thoughts? Because I remember when mm-hmm. you called me or I called you. I guess you sent me the video and I called you. It sounded like you were kind of down. I was nerv. I was nervous. I've replayed the video probably a couple times by then and I thought just by looking at my Luminoc that it was high and slightly back and I knew that high is no man's land and that would be yeah yeah I I just don't want to lose a buck of that caliber and yeah. and how far was he uh I would say probably 13 to 15 yeah. yards yep top pin club yep. sure. oh yeah right when you <clears throat> right when you shot did you know if you had a pass through or not I I thought that I did have a pass through, mm-hmm. but it turns out that I did not. Okay. So yeah, I Aaron had called me and I was working on getting down, and I actually had two smaller bucks come through that were actually backtracking the doe going backwards of mm-hmm. the way that she went. So I kind of sat there and waited for them to clear out, and then got down and looked for my arrow and couldn't find it. Looked for blood at impact, couldn't really find it, so I marked it with a stick i stuck a stick in the ground and i just knew like i'm not i'm not going any further i'm not going to try to do this myself i'm yeah i'm not a hero like that i can't do that shit <laughs> i'm just going to go out and wait because i knew that i had cole and pat coming and i knew that you two were coming so i knew i had plenty of help other than david being colorblind <laughs> <laughs> he's a good last but blood guy he's a great hey, guy I, to mark last blood i listen guys i've said it time and time again i stay in my lane when it yeah. comes to blood trailing i yeah i can there do two jobs last blood and help drag that's what yep. i'm there to do yeah. yep and yeah. you did them phenomenally so then he busts out of there you don't hear a crash or nothing but you did you followed him go with the camera so you can see that he cuts back into the timber so we did know that he went yep. into the timber yep and that, knew, and that was knew. crucial too mm-hmm. once we got back out yes. there yeah well yeah because we even we struggled to find the mm-hmm. tree to begin with yeah so which is that's understandable though because we came in from a totally different way mm-hmm. right you know what i mean like you 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 came in from the north when you hunted them and when we came in the track and we came in from the south so everything is laid out totally different yeah Yep. And not only that, but we came in from the south and we stayed way to the west and then cut back to the east and mm-hmm. and then everything just looks different in the dark too. Yep. So and the and the reason for that was on the video you could tell that he had cut to the east. And yep. and Aaron made the comment, he's like, Well let's let's kinda loop around just in case we don't he's over there to the east and we don't push yep. him too much. We mm-hmm. can we took the long way in, but it was it's the right thing to do. Definitely. So yeah, you said you thought it was a high hit from us looking at the video. I thought it was like somewhat a touch low. Okay. You know? Yep. And then it was it's just how footage can just kinda sometimes screw you up. Mm-hmm. You it know? can be so, deceiving, yeah. It can. And I I was going more off of my Luminoc, I think, and, and Cole actually brought this up and made a really good point that like when I shot the deer 
he was already getting ready to bust out of there. Mm-hmm. And then the shot kind of probably made him flinch down a little bit. So, and as he got hit, he's going down. So that makes your Luminot kind of flip up yep. a little bit. Yep. So your shot is actually lower than what it looks like you hit. And then that made me feel a lot better. And then if you really slow it down, you can actually see when he takes off to run away that there is a hole in yeah. him. And yep. it's in a really good spot. Yeah, when when we were watching it in the in the uh in the tree, you know, hit the play, then hit the pause and slow roll it. Yep. Um I won't lie, the first thing that didn't catch my attention was the hole. The first thing that caught my attention when he was running away was his brow tines. I instantly was I told Aaron, I goes, yeah. look at his brow tines, but they questionably were so they were so big that I was like, or does he have short G2s? Because they were high up on him. Right. You know? But there was, you could see that dark spot and I was like, dude, he he can't handle that. Yeah. You know what so I mean? He can't handle that. My yeah. first impressions after watching the video of watching him run away was tail down and I noticed he was limping and it looked like he was limping with his front left. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew that he was hurting pretty good. It was just, I thought it was more of a matter. Of, I mean, the plan was always to give him enough you know, give him time, yep. enough time for all of you guys to come and meet up and then we walk back in. But my my biggest issue was like, should we wait like three hours or like, mm-hmm. you know, longer? But I mean, we got right on the track and it took us a little bit though because all that CRP grass was harder than shit to track oh, in. Yep. You and know, and dusty. I think, oh my dusty. gosh. I yeah. think there was way, I was digging out of my pockets this morning. We were getting to the stand like all this shit in my pockets. Right. But, um, I mean, I think there was way more blood there that we just couldn't see mm-hmm. because it was just that CRP was almost nipple high on us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, once we got to the woods and to the leaves, it <clears throat> I don't know if he maybe opened up more, but it, it was way easier to find he blood definitely, in there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, at one point, I, he definitely slowed down to a mm-hmm. walk, I would say. Yeah. Well, I was just doing the line distance. It took him so you couldn't find your arrow. We, and we tracked. We're tracking, tracking. I got the tracker on, and we find your arrow and you, his, the arrow came out it was 140 yards from where you shot him. The arrow came out. So then we're sitting there and like, we got good blood, you know? And then even Cole, he's like, all right, start looking around. You know, usually when those, the arrow comes out, that's, you know, he's going to yeah. open up, but he's going to be right here somewhere. And we're in this like little cedar thicket and we walk up the hill and, and Cole goes, I can smell him. <laughs> I can smell him. Yeah, he and says. When, when Cole said he could smell him, I knew that, I knew it was yeah. all over then. Yeah. I mean, I almost prematurely started celebrating right there. Yeah. Because, yeah. dude, because that arrow looked good. Once he popped that arrow good. out, yeah. they, like, real when, good. When I, I watched you put it back in your quiver, and I was like, that's a bloody arrow. Right yeah. There. yeah. It was painted. It mm-hmm. was. And then when we walked up on him, I think Cole and you were kind of behind us, Eddie, and then Cole and I and Pat were going up. And as I'm getting up there, I'm like, he's getting bigger, mm-hmm. like, and bigger. Because. When I watched the video, the video made it look like he had great twos, short threes, mm-hmm. like like mm-hmm. two or three inch threes. Like it just that's how the video looked. Good brows. So we didn't really know what he was. We're walking up there and he's getting bigger and bigger. And you could, David started filming and we won't be able to show that because there's a lot of profanity in that. But <laughs> we're like, holy crap, this thing is huge. And and you know we get up there and like. His threes, in fact, were over nine inches, and his twos were over eleven inches. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my god! Right. Like, and yeah. his brows are giant, and we're it, like, oh Jesus! <laughs> and then we, the celebrating started. Oh man, you, you you look back at that at the at that track tonight, 
and when he started dipping down in there, when he got off that CRP, it was like, okay, he was he was yeah. looking for a spot. But I tell you, Eddie, you know, the buck I killed in Kansas, I thought died in the coolest place I've ever seen. You know, it's surrounded by cedar thickets, and it it's like God put one circle of sunshine down in an area. But you, my friend, the where your, your buck died, I could have sat there all night long admiring that thing. Like yeah. he like just went up there and lay down under it's a cedar tree, but like the uh, there was nothing underneath of it really for like three feet. Right. right. So you, everyone could just sit there like they were on their knees, and you got this this buck just laying there. There was zero understory there, so just pure dirt. It was just him, yeah, like a king laying on top right there. And it was it was the coolest place I've seen a deer die before. Yeah. yeah. What was your thoughts, Ed, walking up on him and seeing him for the first time? Um, my thoughts was, I mean, I, I was excited as hell because I knew that that was my biggest buck to date. Um, I think I, I would agree that he did grow as we walked up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was more or less just relieved and thankful that I did, in fact, find him. And it happened to be pretty quick. Oh yeah, he only went uh, 170 yards, I think, is what yeah. it was. Yeah, he yeah. he was dead before he I made think it. Back our, I think the, the blood actually, the trail actually felt like it was longer because it was hard for us to find the blood in the CRP. Yeah, right. And right. that's and that's where you, you guys were super thankful. I was there to help you out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What yeah. I did see uh, from when I started the track to when we found it was only 13 minutes. We found him in 13 minutes. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. 13 yeah. minutes and four seconds. Yeah. Thir- yeah, 13, four. Jeez. So. He he was dead before you were fully packed up and down. Oh, before tree. you got out of the tree, right. he was dead. Yeah. Right. yeah. I, I honestly, I I was hoping for that, too. I was expecting that, but. And it was a, it was a good shot, too. Yeah. It wasn't mm-hmm. low. It wasn't high. It was perfect. Right. Yep. Like right. you said, for that slightly, slightly quartering, too, that, that's exactly what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right behind the, like you said, you talked about it earlier. Right up that shoulder, he tucked it right behind it. That's exactly where that arrow was placed. For sure. Right. But going back to how I felt, I mean, it was I, more or less I was thankful, thankful to be down here with good buddies, mm-hmm. thankful for the help of you guys to coming in, thankful for my wife for letting me come down mm-hmm. here. You know, yes, yeah. it was all, a lot of feelings. And so as we're and we did, we sat there and admire him. Well, we had to take pictures because I was like, let's get him propped up here before we right. got him i want to get some that pictures. i mean that was a great area to do it oh it was oh, gorgeous yeah it was awesome okay yeah. like the, i will never forget where that deer died yeah. like i truly won't right so we get some pictures and we're just kind of him hard on you know how big is he gonna be or whatever and we're all kind of like throwing numbers out there and everything i'm like he's got to go 150 he's got he, he's gonna be in the 50s mm-hmm. like and i've i figured He'd be right at 150, right around there somewhere. <laughs> and Eddie's <laughs> rifling through his bag, and he's getting like his tag out and his knives out and everything. And we're all just kind of talking. And Eddie's kind of by himself. And all of a sudden, I see his hand come over, just like this, and he hands me a a, a measuring tape. And I'm like, "You have a measuring tape in your? <laughs> all right, this is the first for me. Let's measure him up right here." Yep. Yep. So it was we, actually. Uh, uh, I think it was one of the. I think it was a. Working class, working yep. uh, from from uh, from the Hunters Box Club. Oh, is it? Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Put it to good use. Yeah. Yep. We had we taped him right there and gave him a rough rough well, score. Yeah, that, and that was kind of actually fun, right? Because you yeah. ran the tape, I ran the calculator, and and there's what there's five of us out there, so it was like, oh, all right, other than me, I I got the calculator so I can see it. So, but it's like 
let's guess, guys. And actually, I think I think Eddie actually was the closest yeah, one on it. You know, the guy yeah. that shot him. So that was really cool. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. That was cool. He and we ended up getting him at one forty-seven and an eighth as a as a nine point with a was, one inch nine point, with a basically. one inch nine point. So he was a hundred and forty-six inch eight point, which Stud. is an absolute double throat patch. Huge neck. Yep. Yeah. So Beautiful basically, deer. yeah, one forty-six as an eight. And what was he inside? Fifteen inches. Fifteen and fifteen and like just over fifteen and a half. Yeah. I think is what he was. So for any listeners, that will paint a picture. Like basically, he had the mast, the tines, and the brow tines. His brow tines are awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His threes were awesome. His oh, threes yeah. were over. <laughs> his threes were like nine and an eight. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And he's got his his right main beam has that big wraparound swoop, mm-hmm. but his left one kind of just almost goes straight out. Yeah. Like you're. They're a little bit completely different from each other, but he's right. he's awesome. Double throw patch, Bach. Yep. Yeah. He's his hide's beautiful. He's gonna be beautiful on the wall. Stunk the high heavens, dude. Tick, I, this ticks morning. Galore. Oh god, <laughs> ticks. he had some booner ticks, ticks on too. Him. Yeah. <laughs> so last night when we got back, not last night, the tonight. Yep. When we got back, um, I washed my hands a couple times, and I'm like, just could. I, I couldn't get the smell off my hands. Yeah. Like, he's just, because from holding his back legs and everything. And, right. You know, coming back to camp tonight and having a couple beers and oh, yeah. as we're indulging right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, I, we can't forget about this drag out, though, boys. Mm, I, oh. Eddie, yeah. I about tonight, threw up. I know. <laughs> I was 780 right yard drag. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, you boys couldn't wait for the deer cart to get there, so you just wanted to go. I wasn't waiting. <laughs> oh man, that was a well. There's five of us, yeah. so let's. And the beers you know. were the beers were showing up then too, so yeah. you oh, might as yeah. well get the work. Done. I think that was more of the intriguing part. Is like, well, if we if we wait, then we still have to wait for the cart and then bring it out. We're like, but if we drag it, maybe meet them. Maybe we'll meet them there, but right. no, we beat them. Yep, beat them back. And it wasn't. We got it underneath the fence and everything. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. what, four or five minutes, and all of a sudden, here comes the beer truck. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, Teelan gave me a beer, and I took two sips of it, and I'm like, I'm going to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> because I was, it was a long drag. I mean, Cole and I would get on it for 100 yards, and then you and Eddie would get on it for 100 yards, then Pat would take over with yep. someone, and it was just like a rotation. It was like, but boy, we were going so fast. Like, you know, we break for... A minute or two, but you couldn't get your damn breath back. No, it's you like, can't. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. And like and like we talked about early on in the story, the CRP is so tall, so, so tall. dusty. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Like you know, when you're out there leading, you know, like you got two guys dragging behind you, you got the flashlight. Mm-hmm. Everything you step on is just going straight up into your face. Because you know, yep. they're like in a two-year drought out here. But we talked about it at that time where it's like moments like that suck so bad but in a good suck but it's like hey in two weeks from now you'll be at work and you know you won't feel how bad that sucked but you'll think about it you're like that will always be a part of the story for me too right. you know really right. thinking about that drag how you know limbo and under the fence to get them out and everything yep. it, that that's the uh that's the little details that matter the most i, I almost think. felt guilty because i felt like everyone there drug it at least one or two more times than I drug we it. We weren't letting you drag though. <laughs> I know. We were taking yeah, it over. It's like, let's get yep. out of here. Let's go. Yep. Right. Yep. That's that's part of it, man. That's why we're here. And you know, those are the times that are the ones that I like I don't want to miss. I don't mm-hmm. want to miss those those right. drags and those gosh. Yeah. Well and that was that it that was a really cool experience for me because I'll be honest, I've actually never been on a track job with multiple people like that. That that's something you and I've talked about mm-hmm. a lot is 
I've never been part of a deer camp. Like deer hunting has always mm-hmm. been such a solo thing for me. Yep. Maybe one other buddy, that's it, if we're out on the road traveling. So that was that was a really cool experience um, that you guys happened to be close up there. And I was like, we were ready to get down right then oh, and there. Dude, we're like, Let's just go pack it up. Yeah. Dude, let's yeah, go. You right. know? So yep. I, was, I was happy to be in, included in that one. And, and he was a giant dude. And yeah. Even like going back to the track, like I felt like, I was I was not even close to being out to the lead on the track. Like mm-hmm. I feel like between Pat and Aaron and Cole, like they just they completely took well, over on the track, and yep. you and I just kind of mm-hmm. more or less hung out in the yeah. back. Just like, <laughs> he tried hey, to David, show me where blood's at. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's not blood, dude. And he's like, yes, it is. <laughs> I, I remember hearing Eddie be like, David, you can't see that, and he's, you're like, nope, can't no, see it. <laughs> no, they, and then I, David would go, is that blood? And Eddie's like, nope, that's not blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's the thing, guys. Is I like. I'm not too afraid to ask because what if it, what if it is the one spot that I find blood and yeah. and we're struggling or something you know just but it never usually is 99% of the times out of 100 it will never be blood yeah. but maybe just one time it is but like I said I I know my lane but uh yeah you're right Cole and Aaron they're I mean they're like two tracking dogs out oh, there yeah, they just sure. right off you know yep. but it was a good night heck it yeah was. man Ed Congrats, buddy. I want to cheer you, you up, buddy. Congratulations, man. Yep. This... Camp Behotch now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> New title. Yep. 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 The story of November, though. Anything can yeah. happen anywhere. I mean, yep. what a perfect example of diving into something mm-hmm. and right. it just magic can happen. It All it takes is the right dough, the right spot. It takes one animal, one tree, and your entire season can change in 30 seconds. For sure. Oh, yeah. yep. yep. Well, cool, boys. We're going to, it's getting late. Probably won't be able to publish this till tomorrow, but this is uh, November 5th recap, and uh, hopefully we'll have some more recaps with some kills here coming soon. So hopefully thank you guys. Soon. Yeah, I know. Hopefully. <laughs> thank you guys very much for all the support. Go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating and a written review. Do the same thing on Spotify, and we'll be right here tomorrow on the Fall Podcast.